0: You guys know we can't resist a National Food Day. Today
1: is National Hot Dog Day. It's
0: National Oreo Day. World Nutella Day. (laughs) National Siblings Day. (laughs) Saturday is National Coffee Day.
2: If you've been on social media, you may have seen this today. This is National Puppy Day. This is Brody. And lots of places are offering deals in honor of National Coffee Day. Tomorrow, Krispy Kreme giving away free cups of coffee.
0: It's also National Selfie Day. We're going to post a little selfie on our Facebook pages. Everybody
3: has a day. Uh, It's National Donut Day, so I should say happy National.
0: Donut Day. And it's National Sock Puppet Day on Friday. That's right, I'm so excited. Are you? Hello, and welcome to Why'd You Push That Button, a show where Caitlin Tiffany. Hello. And Ashley Carmen, that's me, talk about all the decisions technology forces us to make. Welcome. Happy holidays. This week, we're talking about holidays. Oh my gosh. Did we do this on purpose? Definitely not. We've never <laughs> done anything
4: on purpose in our lives. Oh, no, it
0: really just worked out.
4: <laughs> okay, what kind of holidays are we talking about? Not Christmas, which is, has a, a beautiful aesthetic and incredible smells and is beyond reproach.
0: I hope we don't continue to use this term, but it really is a very good term and encompasses everything we're going to discuss, which is hashtag holidays. Mm. It's a lame term, but... It's those holidays like hashtag National Taco Day, hashtag National Siblings Day, hashtag National Oreo Day. Fill in whatever you want there after that hashtag, and I promise you someone has tried to invent it.
4: They're like seemingly infinite, and also most of them have no discernible origin. I tried so hard to find out where National Boyfriend Day came from, and no one could tell me I'm going to say something mean. Okay. I have described people pejoratively as she's the type of person who posts on National Boyfriend Day.
0: Well, I think this episode, we're really asking why people participate, right? Mm-hmm. Like why people participate in National Siblings Day. And also, if we can even begin to figure this out, where these holidays come from and why they exist. Holidays. I have a problem with the term holidays. These are not real holidays. Yeah. We need to define holidays in this episode. Okay,
4: we're also talking about edge case holidays, like Mother's Day Mm -hmm. or Father's Day, which are like the precursor to hashtag holidays, Hallmark holidays. Yes. Which are can sometimes be acceptable, except for when you're talking about posts that are just like, I posted this picture of my mom because I look cute in it and she looks young and hot. And it's like, your mom's not even on Instagram. She's not going to see it. You're just doing this to prove to other people that you had a smoking babe of a mom, which is honestly really pervy of you.
0: (laughs) It's that. And it's also the people who are like, look how cute I was as a baby. Remember when I was this cute? And it's like, you don't remember when you were this cute. Yeah. You were basically, your brain was mush.
4: Also, I have to say, like, this is another mean thing that... Second mean thing I've said in my life, and hopefully the last, but most people are kind of like bad writers, so their explanations (laughs) of why they love their moms... Or why they love their boyfriends are really like clinical and dumb
0: and like not interesting to read. Okay, so immediately in this intro, we've kind of come down and we hate hashtag holidays. Mm -hmm. We don't understand why people post. We're kind of okay with Hallmark holidays like Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day. They're not religious holidays. They're just like days that were created to sell cards and gifts and chocolates and candy and toys. So I think this episode might come down to our, again, inherent skepticism of brands. Mm. brands love to co-opt these hashtag holidays and turn them into days about them mm. it's very convenient for marketing purposes when i worked
4: at a now defunct feminist media startup we had to come up with a way to participate in national donut day so
0: the only b- bright side about brands co-opting holidays is that sometimes they'll do like like you just mentioned national donut day i feel like sometimes dunkin donuts will be like you get a free donut which is like all right at least give me something
4: well that 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 kind of makes sense but then there's like National Coffee Day and Good Morning America makes, like, 45 GIFs. It's like, what does this have to do with Good Morning America other than, like, a general association with the word morning?
0: (laughs) Yeah, so when I was looking into this episode, I talked to someone who mentioned that Ally Bank tried to create their own holiday called National Online Bank Day. They put out a press release that says Ally Bank names the second Monday in October, National Online Bank Day. And I'm like, is that how that works? We'll have to look into it.
4: Okay, what's the plan for the rest of this episode? Well, I think we're going to talk to some family members who post about each other on social media.
0: Yeah, we're going to switch things up and talk to our producer, Bridget Armstrong, about her family dynamics. Mm -hmm. And then after that, we are going to be talking with someone from Sprout Social, Liz Cannonberg. She manages brand strategy there. Sprout Social is a social media agency agency. That helps with analytics and things like that. So she's going to give us the scoop on how brands think about hashtag holidays. So we are here with Bridget Armstrong, our producer. Hey, Bridget. Hi. You are going to talk to us about holiday posts. Do you participate in these hashtag holidays? <laughs> I like how
4: it was a command. We, Bridget. We need to hear
0: the stories. Bridget. Bridget. No, but do you, do you participate in holiday posts? Okay, so
1: I do not really participate except when I'm peer pressured by my mother. Um, so I'd say the only holiday I actually post for is like a real holiday, and it's Mother's Day. But other than that, not really. But I say that to say that I don't really post much of anything on Facebook, holidays or otherwise.
4: So it sounds like you're a, like, genuine milestones only poster, not a hashtag holiday poster.
1: Genuine milestones, and I even feel weird about those. I just do it because of the pressure to do it.
4: It feels funny not
1: posting my mom when everyone else posts it. (laughs) So even though I'm not really into holiday posts or hashtag holidays, my family is really into it. So I talked to them when I went home for Thanksgiving. Okay, so we
4: have your mom. Paula.
3: My name is Paula Armstrong. I have one daughter, Bridget Armstrong. Her twin sister, Pamela. Hi, I'm Pamela Reed, and Bridget is my niece.
4: And Pamela's daughter, your cousin, JC. I'm JC Reed.
0: Um, my mom's Pamela Reed, and Bridget is my cousin. Yes, that's everybody. Okay, so it seems like a bunch of these holiday posts start or at least end up on Facebook. So for this, we're mainly gonna be focusing on Facebook, right? Correct. So basically, my mom and I post everything on
1: Facebook, and JC, who is a college student, posts things on Instagram. You know, the kids are not on Facebook. I haven't made a post on Facebook in over a year. And for the most part, with just a few exceptions, she pretty much stays away from celebrating birthdays or any hashtag holidays on Instagram. Something I see a lot on Instagram is I'll see people, they'll post like their moms and their dads on like their birthdays or something, but their parents parents won't even have an Instagram account, so their parents won't even see it. Or I'll see them post like their grandparents. And I'm like, why? Because I don't see a point of doing that besides wanting people to know that you love your parents. But my thing is, like, most people would assume that you do. So what was the point of you making that whole post? But my mom and my aunt are pretty regular users. I mean, I feel like
3: they're always on Facebook, on their phones when I go home. I would say I post on Facebook maybe every day, if not every day, I'd say at least maybe four to five times a week.
1: They love holiday posts, and they do them for most of the
3: major holidays. Oh, I love to post pictures, uh, especially holidays. Uh, Usually Christmas, Easter, and Mother's Day. Whenever the family gathers, the gifts that are given, any food or dinner that we've cooked, those types of things I like to post. On Mother's Day, you know, you post a picture of you and your children or you and your mother or whatever's going on, it's Mother's Day. So as you can tell, my mom really
1: likes Mother's Day. And even though I don't really do a lot of Facebook posts, like I said, I always do Mother's Day. And it sometimes feels kind of silly because I'm with my mom, like I'm taking her out to dinner, I'm spending money on her, and then I'm like, posting this thing that she may or may not see because she's not really on Instagram and sometimes is on Facebook. But I asked my mom how she would feel if I actually skipped the whole Mother's Day post next year. And let's just say she did not like it. Ma, what if I didn't post you on Mother's Day one one year? Oh, I
3: can't even, I'm speechless. Why would you not post something about your mother? I'm your number one fan. Because I see you and talk to you and I be with you and I can tell you happy Mother's Day. It's
0: not the same. The world won't know. Oh, my God. Now I'm wondering if my mom cares if I post about her. But to be fair, I'm not near her on Mother's Day, so maybe it means more. I don't know. Oh, no, I'm a bad daughter. (laughs) So this year, both your mom
4: and your aunt participated in National Daughters Day on Facebook. Can you explain that?
1: So it seems like it's one of these, like, unofficial holidays, like, Boyfriend's Day or something like that, and I could not figure out where it came from. Um, but it's basically parents, and usually moms, for whatever reason, posting pictures of their daughters and saying how much they love them and all that stuff. It's celebrated on September 25th. But I found out in researching for this um, that apparently in other places they celebrated on October one. There's a thing called World Daughters Day on September 28th. So for these purposes, we are talking about this September 25th Daughters Day.
4: Oh, my God. Well, September 25th is my mom's birthday. So I would I have a conflict there. I cannot ask her to participate in National Daughters Day. And this is the issue with this. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) So luckily for my mom, my birthday is not on September 25th and neither is hers. So my mom this year was the first one between her and my aunt to actually make the Daughters Day post.
3: For National Daughters Day, I had several of my favorite pictures posted of my daughter, Bridget, of you. They were stolen from my phone. Uh, I don't think so. But anyway, you know, everybody was sharing their pictures of their daughter. And so, you know, I didn't want to feel left out because I guess I would think, oh, she didn't even post anything about her daughter on National Daughters Day. Are they falling out with each other? Did you call your daughter on National Daughters Day to wish her a happy National Daughters Day? I call my daughter every day. But did you wish her a happy National Daughters Day?
0: I did not. Okay, so she didn't even wish you her daughter A happy National Daughters Day. Who is this post even for? For whose benefit is it?
3: It's really for my uh, Facebook friends.
0: But your aunt forgot about National Daughters Day? Yeah, she didn't actually post until two days later.
3: It actually says, I'm so late. How did I miss Tuesday? was National Daughters Day. And then I uh, say, she's my favorite every day.
4: How did your cousin feel about her mom forgetting National Daughters Day and perhaps even forgetting that she had a daughter?
0: I thought it was funny. I was like, wow, she just kind of forgot like that? Okay, your cousin is playing it very cool, but she's even celebrated one of these social media holidays. Yeah, it was something
1: called National Durag Day. And here's my mom explaining what a durag is.
3: It is a silk-like cap, usually worn by males to give the hair waves.
0: Is National Do-Rag Day a hashtag holiday? And also, how does someone even participate in it? The first time I heard about it, I saw it on Twitter.
1: I remember I sent a tweet out. I was like, National Do-Rag Day is coming up in a couple weeks or whatever. Everyone started tweeting it. People were planning, like, okay, everyone meet at this time in front of the cafe, and take these pictures. And it was so many people. I didn't expect that many people to be there or do it. It was so many colorful like do-rags and stuff. And in the pictures, you see it Least 100 students in all these multicolored wave caps. There's a video of the wave contest she talked about. It's mostly guys taking off their
4: do rags really dramatically to show off their
2: wave. wave
4: So, since your family seems really into social media holidays, they're game, they love to post. What holidays would they, like, make up if they could come up with with new ones?
3: I asked my mom and my aunt that question. National Single Mother's Day. National Divorce Day. And you could put, like, a wedding picture up, and then you could put another picture up of your divorce.
0: I'm all here for Single Mother's Day. The brands would have plenty of opportunity on National Divorce Day, I think. I think there'd be ways for that to be funny. Yeah, like... Dating apps. There's like that weird home goods store by Union Square that sells like divorce china to replace your like wedding china. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a divorce industry. (laughs) They need to get on National Divorce Day. Bridget, your fam has some good ideas. I'll let them know.
1: So talking to my mom, I found out these posts hold a really sentimental value for her.
3: You know, back in the olden days, not olden days, but there was no Facebook. So you had a wallet full of pictures of your children, a wallet of this and a lot of that. So now we don't do that. So we just put everything and we live our lives on Facebook. So this is an excuse to post a picture to my grandchildren, to post a picture to my children. You
1: don't have any grandchildren? Yet. <laughs> I don't have any
3: grandchildren yet. <laughs>
0: This makes sense to me because it reminds me of the texting episode we did where it's like if you had love letters back in the day, you Mm -hmm. would maybe keep those in a box and like revisit them or keep them wherever, depending on how you feel about that relationship. And for a brief period of time, you would keep your family pictures in your wallet and now it's kind of like well my phone is the closest thing to me I probably have it on me more than I have my wallet on me Right. and I can read and I look at my Instagram all the time I can revisit those photos whenever I want I am loathe to give this one to Facebook but it doesn't have to be Facebook I actually think it's more I mean it is Facebook with Instagram but like maybe someday it won't just be in Facebook and Instagram Will someone
4: make like a separate platform that's like just for Mother's Day and National Siblings Day yeah Okay. then I can go in it when I feel like being hit by all the Like gooey love feelings, and not when I'm like cynically scrolling through like fashion Nova posts and like (laughs) whatever. And then I'm like hit with this and I'm like, get out of my
0: face. I feel like being grumpy today. Yeah. Well, Bridget, thank you so much for bringing the fam on the show and for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Okay. So we've kind of gotten into like why people post, like we just did. Mm -hmm. But now we kind of have to go figure out the other side of things, like how the brands feel and what the motivation is for the brand Mm. to create these holidays i'm dreading this and if we can get more answers around why people post that'd be cool too okay all right so after the break we are going to talk to liz cannonberg she works at sprout social and she's going to give us all the answers we'll be right back So, we are back with Liz Cannenberg. She's the director of brand strategy at Sprouts Social. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm great. Great to be here. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. So, I don't think Sprout Social is a name that most of our listeners know. Can you just tell us what the
2: company is and what you do? Sure. Sprout is a social media software management platform. So, we enable brands and organizations, businesses of all sizes to efficiently and effectively optimize their social strategy by bringing all of the things they have to do in social into one place.
4: I used to use Sprout Social all the time in oh, my really? capacity as The Verge's social media manager.
2: Oh, wow. I didn't even oh, know The Verge cool. uses it. Awesome. So
0: when did you first start seeing hashtag holidays become a thing?
2: It really reached, I would say, cultural awareness in 2012, 2013, when a lot of brands realized that they could get their messages in front of people who weren't following them as a brand if they were using hashtags that people were already talking about.
0: Huh. So do you think that breast cancer awareness, as an example, you know, kind of a more like... Monthly thing that maybe existed potentially before hashtags. I have a feeling. Um, do you feel like those came first, and then kind of brands co-opted the hashtag, like National Oreos Day or something?
2: Yeah, I think you know when we were when we were putting together some thoughts on this, we saw as far back as like the early 1900s that especially causes around medical or visibility kind of thing were using days or months to bring people together to have a real conversation about where we were on those topics. So if it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, that you would have. Extra experts talking about research and where we are on on our treatment and our planning for for breast cancer, um, as well as people who had been affected by it personally. So it was a time for those people to all come together and sort of share their experiences and their information and feel like they weren't alone. So when brands started to see this natural behavior among people and social media as a place where that could happen more, I guess, visibly, they were like, "Hey, I've, I've got a brand. I'd like to have people talk about my brand for a day." But the thing about it is that that's only that's only a possibility if you've got a really really strong brand that people feel some sort of personal connection to and want to talk about. Um, National Oreo Day is actually a great example. Uh, last time, I believe in 2017 or 18, on the data we looked at, there were 39,000 mentions of National Oreo Day in the hashtag on Twitter. Um, Now, there's a a broader hashtag holiday called National Cookie Day, which had about 98,000 mentions. So if you think about it, National Oreo Day got a third as many mentions as the whole category of National Cookie Day. So if I'm Oreo, I think that's pretty good. But that doesn't happen if I haven't established a really strong brand that people feel some sort of personal connection to. And when they use the National Oreo Day hashtag, it says something about them. I'm the kind of person who likes Oreos, uh, and that's why they do it. If you don't have a really strong brand that stands for certain things, or that people feel personal connection to, they're probably not going to use the hashtag.
4: So, how far back? I mean, you're talking about people for a very long time, for hundred years, whatever, acknowledging like certain issues or like common cultural topics. How far back does something like National Cheeseburger Day go?
2: <laughs> That's a great question. Probably. As f- I don't know the exact answer, but I would guess whenever somebody who is involved in the cheeseburger business decided that it was a good idea to, to have everybody try to talk about cheeseburgers in a focused way for one day.
4: Do you think that's like pre-internet or this is purely like a brands with social media accounts phenomenon?
2: I mean, think back to pre-internet days, right? If there was something like National Cheeseburger Day, you might hear a mention of it on Today or read about it in USA Today or something like that. But it would be sort of a passing like eat a cheeseburger today because it's National Cheese day. But with social media, it's very different, right? Because it's almost like people are more inclined to talk about their love of cheeseburgers on that day than they are to actually go out and eat a cheeseburger. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that exactly answers your question, but I think it's pretty hard to pinpoint when it first happened because it would have happened somewhere that wasn't, you know, visible as visible as social media and isn't as trackable. This is horrifying to me.
4: Where did they all come from? Right. Okay. Well, something that we noticed in the, the data that you sent over was that National Nutella Day was not nearly as much of a smash success as some of these, other like as National Oreo Day. Can you explain why?
2: So uh, actually, when we looked at our data, World Nutella Day had roughly the same percentage of mentions that World Chocolate Day had. So if you're going to compare National Oreo Day and National Cookie Day, World Nutella Day had 22,000 mentions and World Chocolate Day had 70,000 mentions. I was talking with a colleague yesterday about whether or not this was good news for World Nutella Day. And I maintain that it is, that if you're going to get, you know, a third, a quarter to a third of the same, the volume of mentions that the entire category you're involved in gets, then you're doing pretty well. So if there was another type of hazelnut chocolate spread that tried to do a day, they're probably unlikely to have as many mentions as World Nutella Day. So that's kind of the brand leader in their category. But speaking about brand hashtags in general, like I said, like you have to do all of the work to establish a brand that people feel some sort of personal connection to, or they're not going to use the hashtag that includes the brand name. There are a couple of other ways to go about this for brands that I think have been really smart. American Express started the uh, Small Business Saturday holiday, where they encourage people to shop local businesses or small businesses businesses and the hashtag they use for that is shop small and I love that hashtag because it's an actual directive. It's not they could have gone with Small Business Saturday as the hashtag, but by saying shop small, they're actually giving you a call to action. They're giving you encouragement to go out and do something that will actually have an effect on the world that will, you know, bring business to small businesses that need it. And the American Express brand name is not in that hashtag at all, but they get to take credit for doing something that's become a sort of a cultural movement because they started the holiday and they initiated the hashtag and they've turned it into something that people feel galvanized to do.
0: Yeah, we kind of have danced around this question, but maybe just to be explicit, like, why do people participate in hashtag holidays?
2: Yeah, that's great. We, you know, we were talking about this when we were looking at some of the data. If you feel a personal connection to something, you feel like I'm a dog person. I'm going to share a picture of my really cute dog on National Dog Day that's what you need to do to participate in these things. It's a little bit of like hey look at me, it's National Dog Day and I want to remind you that I have a really cute dog. It's a little bit of I'd like to see some of the other really cute dogs because I'm a dog person uh, so I'm going to click on the hashtag and look at the other photos that people have shared. But you've got to feel like it says something about you or like it's a, a serious part of your life, an important part of your life that um, you want to share with the people who follow you and potentially with people who don't follow you who will see your content on the hashtag itself.
0: It also seems like it's just very easy for a brand to do this like it's a very low risk potentially high reward if it's literally like hey everyone in this room start tweeting with this hashtag we'll put out a press release and then it's like okay if no one takes advantage of the hashtag whatever like it literally was free more or less like to, for us to do and then you have the potential of people being like oh well now we have a new, more brand visibility
2: online yeah, definitely. I, I think the only risk is if you put resources towards it that could be directed somewhere else if you don't have sound strategy for putting it out there. But really, yeah, you're right. There There isn't a whole lot to, to risk. I used to work on the agency side, and one of my clients came to us and said, we'd like to start participating in these these hashtags. So it was a beer client. So let's take our bottle of beer and put it next to a picture of a shark so we can use the Shark Week hashtag. And we said, well, yeah, we could do that with all of the other Shark Week hashtags, or we could issue a call to action of sorts to the people who follow us on social media for their pictures of our product in the context of Shark Week. So rather than having one post from our brand that had Shark Week tagged to it, we actually ended up with almost 30,000 pictures of our product shared to regular people's social media feeds with the Shark Week hashtag um, that gave us all of this free brand visibility that we wouldn't have had otherwise. So it was a way for the brand to participate in the hashtag holiday without necessarily having, you know, having it come from our brand handle and only be seen by our followers.
4: So what about like completely unbranded hashtag holidays, like National Boyfriend Day or like National Sibling Day or whatever? Why? Why are people so drawn in by those? Is it just like I want to brag about the attractive people who are close to me? <laughs> <You
2: know? laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's all social media really is, is we're all sort of crafting our personal brands and we share the stuff that matters to us and... We share sort of the you know the filtered vision of our lives for other people. So something like National Boyfriend Day is just an opportunity to remind everybody that you've got an awesome boyfriend and you're in a great relationship. Or, you know whatever you're trying to portray on social. National Siblings Day is actually a really interesting one because it's got such high participation. We saw you know over two million mentions of National Siblings Day this year. What are some
4: of the brand participations in hashtag holidays you've seen that have been like
2: the biggest like reach for relevance? God, there's so many of them. There are so many of them. <laughs> I would say it was like in that the early days of hashtag holidays sort of becoming a, a filler on your content calendar – we would see brands that just took whatever the hashtag holiday was and crammed their brand into it. So even if you were a bourbon brand and it was National Sock Day, you would stick your bottle of bourbon in like a funny-looking sock and take a picture of it and that would be your content for the day. Bourbon and socks don't have anything to do with each other but for a while, everybody thought, oh, these hashtag holidays are really funny and it's actually, you know, it's going to be engaging and memorable to, to sort of stick your brand into ones that where it doesn't make sense. So I'd say there are far more examples of, of bad hashtag holiday integrations than there are good ones. That sounds like a way more fun time on the internet to me, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think if the goal of social media is to make somebody like stop in their newsfeed and either laugh or be horrified at what a bad idea it was, then there was a lot of success achieved. I don't know if any more bourbon was sold, but...
0: Do you at all worry about the sanctity of the word holiday?
2: <laughs> I think that probably the the alliteration of hashtag and holiday together is what made these holidays they're really just days. They're awareness days. I don't think they were called holidays when it was just Breast Cancer Awareness Month or World AIDS Day. It was It was just this is the day we're going to, or the month we're going to focus on this specific topic. So yeah, I, I th- I'm going to go with, it was totally just a copywriter who was like, you know, hashtag and holiday sound really good together.
4: <laughs> okay, are people, for example, when I see po- people posting on Instagram about National Sibling Day, maybe like sometimes use the hashtag, sometimes don't. I can't imagine that anybody who's posting for National Sibling Day is, like, then clicking on the hashtag to look at other people's National Sibling Day posts. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. care about other people's National Sibling Day posts. I don't want to look at them. Like, are these actually participatory events, or
2: is it just, like, brands counting the sheer number? It totally depends on which one we're talking about. I think if you look at the way people use hashtags today, you'll see people use hashtags that you know no one has ever used and will never use again. Mm -hmm. And it's just something very particular to that situation. So it's almost more like meta-commentary at the end of their post. And we're all just using the same meta-commentary for one day.
4: So here we are Mm -hmm. on the other side. What do we think? Our hashtag holiday is cool, acceptable, part of the capitalist machinery do they ever come from a place of true love
0: well i do think it was encouraging that liz said that more general days like national siblings day or national boyfriend day or whatever are more popular than the hardcore like national oreo day right to me Concord, it's, like, national <laughs> <Oreo Day. laughs> it's like okay at least we all are not being fooled by the brands who are specifically creating holidays for themselves. Right. And also it was interesting that Liz said that people only participate if they feel like they really personally identify with the hashtag holiday or holiday in general. Like, I don't participate in National Siblings Day because my brother won't see it, but also I don't consider having a brother a really interesting fact about me.
4: Is there like a National Nilla a day? I would definitely participate in that.
0: I would think every brand marketing person at least in one meeting in their life has at least been like when they're they're out of ideas, they're like, What about national insert brand here day? Yeah. And then they have to talk about it.
4: I feel like we must be coming to a turning point with that where people are like, the return on this is not
0: Well, and also worth because it. who uses hashtags? Right. Which isn't even we haven't even talked about that, where it's like hashtags, when was the last time you used a hashtag on a post? Actually I learned via
4: watching Twitter's really boring end of year like video montage about its stats that there were 125 million hashtags used this year. Maybe they were all brands. Well, the most popular account and tweet and basically everything was that K-pop group, BTS, so they were probably all pertaining to BTS. Yeah, they can can get a lot of hashtag
0: (laughs) engagement. All right, well, I think we've figured this out. We've kind of squashed the Christmas spirit a little bit here.
4: I don't think so, because we said that real holidays are fine, and also Mother's and Father's Day are acceptable as long as... You examine your motivations first. Yeah. We have also determined, I think, permanently that if you post on National
0: Boyfriend Day, we should never interact. (laughs) Just think before you post. Decide, you know, am I doing this for admiration of me as a cute person? Am I doing this because I just want people to see how hot my boyfriend is? Am I doing this because I want people to see how hot my dad is? Start thinking about why you're posting. I actually don't think any of those are like inherently bad motivations. No. I just don't want people to be dishonest with no, me. No, 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 no. They're not bad motivations. It's just like, okay, when you're about to post, be like, what is the reason for it? I mean, and I want to look at a cute boyfriend or a cute dad. Hell yeah, the world needs more of that. <laughs> okay, that's it. Even though the new year is coming up, we'll have two more episodes for you. The finale is really spicy. I can't wait for
4: that. I think. episode. And furthermore,
0: we have a question for you. Yes. If you would like to see us do live shows in the future, let us know. You can email us buttonatheverge.com. Let us know where you think we should do it. Basically we're just trying to figure out if live shows, if we would have an audience or if it would just be end up being me and Caitlin talking to ourselves in an empty auditorium. So email us buttonatheverge.com or tweet at us. You can tweet at Caitlin at K-A-I-T- underscore tiffany you can tweet at me at ashley r carmen and also if you want to give us a gift for the holidays please tell a friend about the show because that is the only way we will have new listeners to be frank okay thank you to our producers andrew marino zach mack and bridget armstrong they're the best that's it for the show we'll see you next week bye bye have fun doing all your mall returns
3: rag day. Why are they out there with all those do-rags on? They should have been in class. JC doesn't even have a do-rag. Whose do-rag does she have?